This is Tammy Klein, and you are listening to the We're Alive Fancast. This is Redbeard. And this is Mick. Today joining us is Tammy Klein, who plays Kelly on We're Alive. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Better than catfish. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't been called catfish in many, many years. I've been called worse, but not catfish. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to be based on your story. Or yeah, that no. well, a little bit you've sold us so far. <laughs> no. No, he's my ex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured we'd kick this off with you just kind of telling us a little, about, a little bit about yourself and kind of your background. Uh, I see that you served in the Air Force for a little bit. I figured that would be a good place to start us off. Yeah, I went in the Air Force when I was 17. My parents told me they wouldn't pay for college, and they said, you want to go, you're going to have to pay for it yourself, and going in the military is the best way to do it. So that's what I did. And I was in for four years, and then I got out and started going to school. And I've never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. We share similar stories that way. That's exactly what yeah. happened to me. <laughs> well, would you, would you, uh, go, what did you study? Well, I went into the Marine Corps for, uh, Mainly to, to get money for school, but when I got out, I went in for uh, one of the college for management and information systems. Awesome. But I've yet to finish that. I ran out of my GI Bill, but I'll oh, keep working yeah. on it. Yeah, they didn't have GI Bill when I was in. They had they had cut the GI Bill and they'd gone to something called the VEP or the Veterans Assistance, just something something program. Mm-hmm. And had that mm. for a couple of years, and then they went back to GI Bill, and so. Um, I didn't. I got about eight grand to go to school, and that didn't last very long. Oh no! Because I, I ended up getting three degrees. I got my nursing degree, a degree in chemistry, and then a, a master's degree in forensic science. And now I'm in film school. Holy crap! That forensic science. <laughs> I did. I saw that. And I made a note of it. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, my day job. I work in a crime laboratory. Do you? Yeah, I'm a CSI. Oh, so cool! I. Saw- it seems that you're in a lot of parts like that too. Yeah, that I I kind of use it for that I, because they they don't really have a lot of people with that kind of experience, and a lot of those cop shows really like people with you know experience to come on set, and then they can show their actors um, what to do correctly and what not to do, and it also makes uh, believable background. So you get it, it's still background work, but you get a higher rate of pay for it, and you do some technical advising as well. Wow, that's really oh, that's cool. really cool. So I've I've done a bunch of that. I I joined the army for the same reasons, but um, I never finished my degree. Maybe one day. <laughs> well, what was your degree in? Uh, my degree will be in electrical engineering. Oh, that's a cool degree. I actually wanted to be an electrical engineer at one time, but I suck at math. <laughs> <laughs> So I got a degree in chemistry instead. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, really. Good. I've heard that's really stinking hard. But man. So, uh, any questions? Yeah. Sure. We got tons. Okay. That's that's answer. <laughs> you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, Tammy, how long uh, do you think Kelly would have survived when Michael threatened to evict her from the tower at that first time? 
after the first time without <laughs> a gun, probably five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think she was running out of the tower without a gun at that point. Yeah, she was pretty upset. Yeah. Do you, do you think I, that I was think the... she really meant to? <laughs> I she was she really wanted everybody else to take her side and stop her and turn on Michael and it just didn't happen. Oh. Uh, do you think that was the big turning point for her to kind of get every, back on everybody's good graces? Or that was, I don't that know if that's the best word. And the other one is uh, my nephew. My nephew's dad. Uh, yes. Yes. I mean, I I behaved the way I did, or Kelly behaved the way she did because. She was trying to protect him, but really didn't know how to because she doesn't have any motherly instincts. She isn't a parent herself. She doesn't quite have maternal feelings. And she was trying to do it the best way she could figure out, but it was wrong. And she didn't realize it until it was too late. Huh. Because, I mean, it's such a night and day difference between what your character was then and what it is now i mean there for a while i just it's like just <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been sad if they kicked you out of the out of the tower at the, at the at that moment and now yeah. it's just completely different i just i can't wait to hear more from that from kelly well, each I, episode i i didn't adapt very well i mean i'm here i'm stuck in this this tower with all these people who i you know i rightfully consider to be my inferiors <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I'm an attorney for God's sakes. I've I've been to law school. I've I've got my degrees behind me. I I, I litigate. I I go to court. I you know I I make lots of money and and that doesn't mean anything when in the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and I just like okay. So what do I do now? <laughs> Everything <laughs> important to you know the real world means nothing now. This isn't the real world. No. So I, I I slowly learned to adapt to it. It took a while. Cool. cool. It took a whole season. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bulk of my questions for, I mean, that's the real part of what I wanted to find out about the, the transition in the character. But uh, something we didn't ask a while ago that we kind of asked everybody else is, uh, you know how you came about to be on We're Alive. What that what that process was, and how you found out about it. Um, in two thousand nine, there was a casting notice placed on a website called Now Casting for um, actors to um, be on We're Alive, and they had this role of Kelly. And the original role was for a social worker. But it was a zombie apocalypse show, and I had to be part of it. It didn't pay anything, and I, and I, I didn't care. I wanted to be part of it because it was zombie-related, and I love zombie shows. So <laughs> um, Michael Swan, who is the narrator of, of uh, you know, does all the openings and endings of the show, uh, he's a friend of mine. And so I got him to coach me for, this, for the audition for We're Alive, because I actually did get an audition. And so he coached me, and we spent a couple hours on it. Really want this part. I've got to have this part. It's zombie. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I went. I drove down to uh, Chapman University where they were holding the auditions, and I auditioned for Casey and uh, Shane Salk was there. And uh, and after my audition, Shane said awesome, and I didn't hear anything for a month. I figured, oh wow, I guess I didn't book it because I didn't hear anything. And then 
um, see, I auditioned around the 1st of May. And then in June, I was driving around in Oklahoma because my son was graduating from college and I went to go see his graduation. It was a huge thunderstorm. And I get this, I get this, this phone call from Shane saying, um, we think your audition was great. You want to be part of the show? You want to be part of real life? I said, oh, f- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm in Oklahoma right now, but yeah, let me know when you're, 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 you're getting everything together and I'm, I'm there. <laughs> so that's well, how I can. You know, I, I have to expect it to see in your bio that you had a law background because Casey tends to, write people, write the characters in, kind of tailored to who the actor is. Well, and, and you play it so well. Well, originally Kelly was supposed to be a social worker. And I talked to Casey and I said, can I be a lawyer? I mean, can I be a criminal defense attorney? And he said, well, think about it. Because I said, I have kind of a law background because I work for the sheriff's department. I, I mean, I do. I work for the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. That's my day job. Right. And I go to court all the time. And he said, okay, well, think about it. And Kelly became a lawyer. And I didn't even know until this season that she became a criminal defense attorney. <laughs> wow. And I think she is. I'm, I'm still not quite sure. I mean, just just from the last, um, the last episode that came out, I'm kind of getting the feeling that she is. But she knows how, you know, legal shit works. That's great. Is a... Now, there's not a lot of productions like that, is like there is, or there's not a um, lot of productions like that, is there? Well, yeah, there are. I, I mean, there's not there's not a whole lot, but um, I've actually been involved with a lot of productions that will actually give you some leeway, because uh, a lot of times, like for instance, if you're going out for an audition, they don't even know what they're looking for when they have a character. They kind of have this like amorphous kind of character that they want. But they don't know what they want until they see it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they have something in mind, but then they see something in the audition that says, oh, my God, that works so much better. And so that's how it works. And then Casey's like really opening, open to having to all of his actors, you know, suggest um, lines and stuff like that. And he uses our improvs if he likes them. And cool. we all do that. Well, wow. so we've worked together for so long that we all know each other and we, it's kind of like we really are those characters. I, 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 I even dream now that I am Kelly and I'm, I'm trapped in a tower with these people. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I have zombie dreams all the time. Yeah, you're not the only one to tell us that so far. I think Constance I, said that she yeah, had zombie I, dreams. Yeah. She, t- I, I listened to her, to her interview and she said that and I was like, Oh my God, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I've had zombie dreams ever since I was like a little kid and I saw Neither the Living Dead because that was like the scariest oh, movie I'd ever God. seen when I was a kid. a kid. In fact, when I was little, I couldn't walk in my bedroom with the, if the light was off because I thought zombies lived under my bed and they would grab my feet and pull me underneath me. So I'd have, I'd have to like, I'd flick off the light and then run and jump and land in the middle of the bed because so the zombies, the zombies wouldn't get me. <laughs> I was scared of Freddy Krueger. And and I it was like <laughs> last year that was that was about the last time I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, uh, along those same lines of uh, the question Redbeard just asked you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in what ways are you and Kelly alike, and then in what ways are y'all different? You know, personality-wise. Um. Well, actually, we're not 
all that much different. <laughs> Kelly is actually me. Awesome. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I, I do. I, I'm, I'm a little bit nicer in person, I guess. I, I'm not that mean, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much me. Is that depending on who you ask? Yeah, pretty much. Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, yes. early on, or or Kelly now. Kelly now. Okay, cool. You know, we yeah. get we've, we've been getting into the. Uh, Casey doesn't give uh, me a lot of direction now. He had to at first. <laughs> I, didn't, I really didn't know what he wanted from the character at first, and now after the second, after the first season, okay, I don't know what to do. And he, he just write, he started writing to me. So, well, um, I was kind of going back to what you were saying earlier about you, uh, kind of playing a role in the different, um, I guess these TV shows and like Law and Order and Sons of Anarchy. And uh, where you you actually kind of coach the actors about what's realistic and what's not, and mm-hmm. um, have you done any of that for like the the zombie autopsies and research that's been going on, or? Nope, that's all Casey. That's all Casey. That's all Casey. Because wow. I have medical background too. Because I, I I used to be a nurse, but he hasn't asked me anything about that. I guess we haven't talked about that. I did see that in your bio that you were a nurse for a while. I mean, good lord, woman. I still am. I just work as one. It doesn't pay that well. <laughs> oh no. And you, Is it? Bedpans. That's a really shitty job. <laughs> but um. <laughs> so now that you're getting to work with. Tanya's character inside of the the morgue. Mm-hmm. Are you? Do you feel more comfortable in that role? Are you, are you happier doing that? Or um, I'm fine doing that because I've actually been to the morgue and seen autopsies. Kelly's a little, you know, she's a little, you know, she doesn't do that shit. And that's like disgusting, but um, she'll do it. Kelly will. She, she'll bitch about something, but she'll pretty much do whatever she has to do to get the job done. Yeah. Even if she has to make everyone else miserable first. <laughs> <laughs> but not laundry duty. No, that's beneath her. She really <laughs> I hate laundry personally. I don't mind throwing it in the washer, but I hate taking it out of the dryer and putting it away. Oh, that's the worst. Because throwing it in the washer is like hiding it. and That's what I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Tammy, do you have a favorite We're Alive moment? Oh wow! That was that ep- was it episode seventeen when I was talking to Michael, and he was having trouble taking a leak. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that one that, that one was kind of funny. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm have to go back and re-listen to it now. No, well, see, Kelly didn't really have um, a lot of lines early on, because Kelly speaks in one-liners. That's kind of how I speak. Right. Um, Although going when I was at the colony and getting all the guns and oh this is like Christmas that was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Blasting the zombies that's I love shooting zombies that's fun. <laughs> um, Kelly because Kelly, Kelly has a an aggressive kind of streak and she she likes to shoot. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think she she uh, she should have more roles in actually fighting zombies later on. 
Well, Kelly likes to think she's the one in charge. Even if she isn't, she likes to think she is. I just think it would be great hearing her reactions as she's killing zombies. <laughs> and the first, the first chapter of this season, it sounded like she wanted to do just that, too. Yeah, she does. Well, she'll pull her uh, ankle healed up. <laughs> right. As long as, uh, as long as it wasn't laundry duty, she was down for anything. Well, yeah. Kelly likes to be useful. She likes to be needed. And I guess laundry is something that's needed, but it's demeaning. <laughs> people, people without an education do laundry. Right. I could see uh, the thought process there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, kind of going back to you, where did the nickname T-Mama come from? When I was in the Air Force, uh, I was in... Uh, I was a jet engine mechanic, and I worked on a crew in shop. And my crew chief, uh, whose name was Preston Mozik, he used to call me T-Mama. That's where I came from. I, he was the only one who called me that, but um, I, I kind of liked it because no one had ever given me a nickname before up until that point. How, how did he say it? <laughs> hey, T-Mama. Hey. How you doing? Mama. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was picturing. I just didn't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well he, well, he had kind of a, um, like a southern accent that I, I can't really do very well. So, and that, it's been, uh, over 20 years since I've been in the military or seen him. So, oh, yeah. but maybe someday I'll get another nickname besides Catfish. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, and we'll edit out all these awkward silences. We're not good at really keeping it rolling like a real radio station or anything. But No, that's okay. I, 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 I'm aware of that. I, I record audio as well. Okay, awesome. You could probably teach us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, rec- I record in uh, Audacity or um, Adobe Audition, and then I edit in Pro Tools. Oh, okay, I've heard of Pro Tools. That's what we use. Uh, we use Audacity and Adobe Sound Booth. Yeah, because I, I I have a, a USB mic and Pro Tools um, can't record with a USB mic. It has to have a, a, an XLR mic for recording. Right. And I don't have one of those. I've used so. Pro Tools in the past, but it was with music. Oh yeah, I just I I I sound edit films, and I record. Um, auditions at home and Mike Swan comes over to my house and he records a lot of the, the intro stuff for we're live at my house because I have a home recording studio and then I just email it to Casey. Oh, oh cool. <laughs> wow. You sound like you do everything. You must, I mean, are you like super busy? You do all this stuff. I am super busy. I well, I have Asperger's and if you know anything about people with Asperger's, they have to know everything about everything. I've got a, a friend online, at least, that has Asperger's, and I've been trying to learn a little bit more about it because of him, but no, I didn't know you had that. Yeah, it, it makes me, well, it kind of makes Kelly the way she is, and uh, <laughs> and it also makes uh, me interested in everything, and I have to know, I have to know, if I get interested in something, I can't just, you know, gloss over the surface of it. I have to know every little facet of it. I have to go into the history of it. I have to know every little detail about it. So I can edit, I can sound edit, I can I can produce, I can shoot movies, I can I'm learning Lightwave, I'm I'm learning Illustrator and Photoshop and uh Premiere and uh After Effects and I have to know everything. 
Wow. Yeah, it sounds a lot like him. He's he gets deep in everything. He's an, an entomologist and uh-huh. studying insects. I didn't know what that meant, but <laughs> uh, all kinds of all kinds of stuff that really describes him too. That's interesting. Uh, it's a common Aspie trait. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. What so. else do I, have? I don't know if I had anything else. Well, uh, I've got the fan oh, questions. I'm work, I'm, what I'm working on now. Yes. I got involved with a group up in Canada. It's a production company producing only science fiction television, and it's called the Space Opera Society, and I'm their line producer. And if you go to www.spaceoperasociety.org, you can see uh, a bunch of the videos that I produced for them. I did a series of interviews, and one was with Armin Shimmerman, and he played Quark in Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah. And, and I interviewed Kevin Sorbo, and he was in Andromeda and Hercules. I remember him. And I interviewed Nick Tate. You're probably too young to remember him, but he played Captain Alan Carter in Space 1999 back in the 70s. I had the biggest crush on him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I interviewed Michelle Speck. She's going to be one of our lead actresses in one of our TV shows called Starlight. Uh, Yeah, she's the uh, red hair. Oh, she's gorgeous. And uh, her and her fiancé, Vic Mignogna, are in the, the... the web series Star Trek continues. And so Space Opera Society has about, we've only got six shows up there right now, but we actually have seven that we're in pre-production on. Oh, oh that's really cool. That is cool. Yeah. I've, I've seen this on your site, just, you know, trying to look up some stuff about you, but I'll mm-hmm. be keeping an eye on this. And uh, Dr. Rock, or what is his name? Uh, Roger yeah, Dodger. Yeah, Roger Dodger, <laughs> Dr. Rock, Osiris, right? Osiris, yes. Yeah, he did ask us to ask exactly what that was. He was interested to hear more about it. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's uh, Space Opera Society. is a non-profit production company producing only science fiction television, the way science fiction television used to be back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Shows like V and Battlestar Galactica, the original Star Trek, Space 1999, even Lost in Space. It's all shows that only lasted um, maybe two to three seasons, and in some case, in some cases, maybe only one season. But um, because it's such a niche genre, um, production companies feel that it's it's not really worth it to produce that kind of content because they don't feel that there's enough fans out there. But the fans for those kind of shows are very loyal, very devoted. I mean, what other kind of shows have conventions? Other than science fiction shows. Exactly. I mean, Star Trek conventions, Space 1999 conventions, and then there's Comic-Con, and then all the sci-fi related stuff there. And so we decided to create a production company that would be non-profit. And so there would be transparency. We, we accept donations for, to create the content. And at the end of the year, there's a general accounting. Everybody can see exactly where all of our donations are spent. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets paid, and all the all the profits go right back into producing more content. And so the shows don't get cut. They never get canceled like um, like they would on regular television. If a show was on, for example, uh, ABC or NBC, if uh, they only had three million fans, they'd cut the show. But on the Space Opera Society, um, where 
if we only had two to three million fans for a show, we wouldn't cut that show because that's enough to keep a show on the air for us. And we're transmedia. We're not just television. You can, you'll be able to download our shows off the internet to your phone, to your iPod, to your iPad, whatever. And we run strictly on donations, kind of like the Metropolitan Opera House in New York. Hmm. They accept donations and they sell t- tickets to their performances. So if a performance uh, doesn't do very well in ticket sales, it doesn't matter because they've got donations to make up the back end. And people have told us, well, you can't produce um, television shows for very cheaply just by running on donations. But yes, we can because we're a nonprofit. We don't pay taxes. And I've, I've actually proved that you can because those I, I shot a series of videos for the Space Opera Society and they look awesome. And I was given a budget to do that and I did it for half the amount I was given. Hmm. Oh wow. So yeah, we can do it because the the Space Opera Society is made of industry professionals. We're not you know we're not just fanboys or girls. <laughs> we're industry professionals like Wes Sargent, he did all of the visual effects for the Stargate franchises. Uh Ken Palco, who builds um he built the phasers for Star Trek Into Darkness, the hero phasers. He builds, he, he's doing props for Continuum, for Almost Human, for Elysium. He built props for Elysium. Hmm. Uh, we original writers from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, from Star Trek Voyager, from Space 1999. They're all working for us. It's all the people who are behind the scenes, and we've formed our own production company. And we want to produce our own content because we've seen our shows taken off the air because... Uh, the networks thought they didn't have enough fans. So we're making our own sh- <laughs> That's really awesome. That is cool. I'm going to have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, so you can go to www.spaceoperasociety.org and we have a link to our Indiegogo because we are actually running an Indiegogo so we can get our first production up and running, which is Starlight. Once that's up and running, we'll be it'll be like a self-perpetuating machine. That's really cool. We'll we'll post links, and uh, I I ran across a YouTube video of you kind of making that same argument, and uh, I'll post that up as well in our show notes. Yeah, that's one that's one of the videos I produced. I shot that over at Laurel Canyon Stages, and uh, that's a professional sound. It's not actually a sound stage; it's like a stage, but it's, it's <laughs> the sound is not that great in there because you can hear the the trucks going by. But <laughs> actually, Firefly was shot in that set. I used their spaceship set. Oh. I want to see that so bad. I, I hear everybody talk about how great that is. Oh, that is an awesome set. And uh, Star Trek Renegades is being shot there right now. Really cool. What is that? It's another um, Star Trek fan series on the on the internet. And oh, Paramount cool. allows all these, these Star Trek fan series to be made because it encourages interest in Star Trek itself. But the people who are making them don't make money. As long as you don't monetize a Star Trek fan series you can do whatever you want right hmm. so that's, yeah that sounds that was... like a tricky game to play <laughs> i learned so much talking to uh people that are doing the the kinds of work that you guys are doing that i've just had no clue about the behind the scenes thing but it's really it's fascinating oh yeah i, I in fact last week um ken palco flew out here he's the he's the um the special effects um, weapons fabricator and prop builder that works for us. We right. um, did an interview together on Steve Neal's garage. And um, 
I was quiet most of the time because we had two pros together who worked in the business for like over 30 years, uh, probably 50 years combined, you know, building models and props for all of the great Stark, for all the, all of the great science fiction movies. And so they were just shooting the sh and, and walking around Steve Neal's studio and, 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 and they were, you know, talking about, they even, they even showed Spock's original ear casts, the molds. <laughs> yeah, because Steve Neal had them. I know so. some guys that couldn't walk by without touching that for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I had to touch them. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. And so I'm getting to do a lot of stuff like that now that I've been working with the Space Opera Society because most of them are up in Canada or on the East Coast of the United States. And I'm the only one in Los Angeles. And so I, I do a lot of the production stuff out here. And so I get to do a lot of the cool stuff. Cool stuff. <laughs> <Skip> that. <laughs> that is. Well, we'll definitely be watching your Twitter account and other stuff for news about the Space Opera Society. Awesome. Thank you. Seeing about, was it called Starlight? Yeah, Starlight's one of our shows, and we have uh, several others. One is called Conquest of the Stars. Uh, another is called Terraformers. And uh, there's a few more that are on the website. There's changes <laughs> there's so many <laughs> but it's very cool. cool i'm very excited about it well, well we've got a couple of fan questions for you if you okay. still have time i have lots of time it's friday oh, great thank you <laughs> and thanks for uh, sharing your friday night with us and the fans you're welcome but uh did you have the haventon's first question sure uh this question's from the haventon wilson mm -hmm. he says Miss Klein's bio makes her seem to be more similar to Bert or Michael than an attorney. Mm -hmm. Does she ever wish her character could kill more zombies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind, what kind oh, of weapon would, would Kelly use? Mm, whatever she could get her hands on, but mostly I want a weapon that's light. That doesn't, uh, I can't think of a word. That Kick, recoil? No, not re it's um, it's um, it doesn't fuck up a lot. What's the what's the word? Um, misfire. Uh, <laughs> yes, I don't want a lot of misfires. I want I don't want a lot of jams. I, something speed. Yeah, I want something that's efficient and light. You know, easily handled that doesn't have too many problems with it and has that can run a lot of rounds through it. Yeah, no jamming, misfiring, all that stuff. Yeah, all that crap. I gotcha. I, I, I couldn't. I totally spaced on the word, and I I. Just, I, I actually had that similar conversation about a week ago, and I, <laughs> I was trying to picture the word, and I couldn't see it. Uh, like a double feed? Well, no, it's because I. Well, someone had asked me what if you could have your ideal gun, what would it be? And I said something that was light that I could run a lot of rounds through that um, that didn't um, you know that that didn't jam up or something, you know. I, hmm. I can't think of the right word <laughs> my cat wants to walk on the keyboard <laughs> oh great <laughs> she's trying to play us off keyboard cat yes <laughs> this is me and my cat here <laughs> let me check twitter real quick we may have a uh, one person wanted to get a question in they haven't okay. oh he just says he he just said he thought he missed it and he i guess he had to check his twitter because i said go ahead and 
send it to us, but he hasn't done that yet. Oh, DeHavington okay. had uh, one other question. Okay. Oh, he had two more, but his real main question was, uh, does she expect, that, you know, do you expect a larger role this season, uh, one more central than in past seasons, question mark? Well, I'm kind of thinking that Kelly is going to have a larger role this season because she's made it this far, and up till now, she's been fairly quiet. I'm hoping so. But I, I don't know for sure because Casey doesn't tell us anything beforehand. We, when Once we get the scripts, then we know what we're doing. <laughs> but I'm just thinking so because up till now, I've been pretty quiet. And if I'm, I haven't been eaten yet, there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And to Haventon, this is kind of a special request, but he, he asked that you would give him a shout-out personally. <laughs> Hey, DeHaventon, how you doing? He said he would just love that, and he's <laughs> I know he's going to be so excited to hear it. Okay. He's one of our more uh, more active Facebook uh, listeners. Oh, cool. Well, if he friends me on Facebook, the next time I'm on a movie set, I'll make a big poster and I'll say, Hey, DeHaventon, and I'll send oh. it to him. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did that once on, a, on the, the film I worked on called Lizard Man. A mm-hmm. uh, friend of mine on Facebook, um, Andrew Mozgaj, I, I, I was, I was, I was standing next to the lizard man, and I made a sign. I said, "Hi, Andrew," and I had somebody take a photo, and I posted it on Facebook. <laughs> That's great. I'm gonna so have I, to friend you on Facebook and have that from for me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, Sorry, Davidson. Uh, I'm actually working on a movie on the. That whenever the next Saturday is, that's I'm, sh- I'm I've been working on a film called Rage of Innocence, and that's uh, I've got a, the next Saturday coming up. I've got another shoot date. I saw that, and I was I've heard of the the, the Age of His Innocence movie. I didn't know if it was related to that. No, not at all. This this film's about uh, me, my daughter, and my potential boyfriend. And my daughter doesn't like my potential boyfriend. Uh oh. <laughs> or she does. She doesn't like men in general, for good reason. But you'll you'll find out why. Because dad called her mom catfish. Um, <laughs> no. um, actually, the trailer is on YouTube, so it's it's actually you can actually kind of piece it together from watching the trailer on YouTube. Okay, Rage of Innocence. Uh huh. And I think it has a Facebook page too. Okay, cool. check that out. I know we've already gotten a few in there. Do you have any other shout outs you want to do or for projects you're working on or uh, let's see. I'm not really working on any other projects right now aside from that film and We're Alive and Space Opera Society. That's it. Okay. I am gonna be producing my own show like from the Space Opera Society out here, but I can't really say what it is yet. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Well, when you can, if you remember us, uh, let us know. We'd like to talk about it with we're live audience. Okay, cool. <laughs> Always remember the ginger and the red beard. That's right. <laughs> I have a warm spot in my heart for gingers. Oh, that's great. I you know, do. We, we, we'll have to uh, see about because we don't know what we're going to do after We're Alive ends. I know we got some little side projects to work on, but we're going to we want to try to put together something else that's going to be on a regular basis and maybe 
that project or something, you know, the Space Opera Society in general yeah. could be well, another yeah. topic. Space Opera Society, because we're going to have like seven, now eight, because I, they they approved of my request to shoot a show down here, and I, I'm writing up the treatment for it now, and they already approved my doing it. And um, so, yeah, you, you can you can work with us. Cool. That'd be cool. I mean, if we get up and running, we're still, right now the Indiegogo is looking kind of funky because um, people will fund a project and that's what they're used to doing, but it's hard, they can't wrap their brains around funding a production company. Right. And with the Space Opera Society, when you when you fund, fund a project on Kickstarter, you don't get anything back. I mean, maybe you'll get a postcard or a t-shirt or something like that, but that's all you get. And then... Right. If, if they make their, their project, their, their film or whatever, you get to see it. But with the Space Opera Society, we're interactive. We have a forum. We're like we're alive in that way. We listen to our fans. We interact with our fans. We have an online store. Um, so we we take into consideration everything our fans want. And when they tell us they don't like something, we listen. Hmm. So we, we give them what they want. And it's it's not just one a one-time movie or one-time project it's an entire series we're producing we're, we're producing television quality shows but we're putting putting them on the internet i understand what you're saying it yeah it sounds like you're giving money to something that's diffuse whereas mm-hmm. if it's something that was like if you're giving money directly to the the show starlight i could see how i can see what you're saying there yeah cuz because usually with the project, you have to shoot a trailer first, and then people get interested in the trailer, and then they'll fund the project. Well, we don't have a trailer yet. We have my campaign video, and we have my interview videos that I shot, but we don't have enough money to shoot the trailer yet. We thought if we got the 200000 that would give us the money to shoot to put the whole series into production, not just shoot a trailer. Right. But we end up having to shoot a trailer. I'm gonna I'm going to start producing my show down here within the next couple of weeks and it'll be a lot simpler because I can I can fund that myself because it's it's pretty simple what I want to do and it's not really the kind of it's, it's not the kind of it's not a scripted TV show for one so it's a lot easier and I can edit it myself I can do all the sound editing myself if, if there's any visual effects needed I can do them mm-hmm and I just ship it up to Eric, and he does what he does with it. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, I thought if I shot one episode of my show, we could do a Kickstarter for that, because I have a feeling there's going to be a, quite a large audience who are going, going to want to see that, because there really isn't anything like it. And we could get the money for that, and then I could... I, I don't I could take my little bit out that I need for producing it, and then the rest can go to Space Opera Society to produce... Starlight or Conquest or whatever. Well, and once once they, once they get production going on at least one of those one episode one pilot episode, then I think the money will start coming in. Huh. So because I think we want to see what we can do first. Do you think uh, you guys will start another campaign if this one doesn't go through? Um, I I think what they might do is take the money they've gotten and produce a trailer for one of the shows. But I don't know for sure. Okay. I mean that would that would seem like a logical next step for me because I think what it is is that people want to see what we can do. I mean, individually everybody knows that Wes Sargent can do visual effects. They know he's done all the Stargate shows. 
Um, they, they, they know that Eric too has done Battlestar Galactica, but we haven't all worked together to produce something. And they, because, you know, there's a lot of fan, fanboy projects out there that don't go anywhere and the acting's bad and, and the visual effects are bad, but we're all pros. I mean, we've all been in the business for years. We're not, we're not somebody, you know, running out there with our, our, our Canon 5D. <laughs> <laughs> And and you know Adobe After Effects on our laptop, but we're we're gonna we're gonna be using the same equipment, the same tools that we use on the on the big films, on the big TV shows, on the Space Opera Society projects. So that's the difference. That is that. That sounds awesome. And plus your your little your secret thing you're doing, it's killing me. I can't wait to find out what that's gonna be because it sounds pretty unique. <laughs> Yeah, you'll find out pretty soon. Okay, good. I'm just, I'm just waiting. Um, just waiting for a word on uh, one of my one of my peeps that I want to be in it. Okay. Okay. Well, as soon as you do, we have uh, we have other sub sites that we could publish some stuff on, and maybe we, we can get you back on here to do uh, just a little segment about that specifically. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Okay. We'll do it. All right. Cool. That'd be great. Well, that, that's all I have, Redbeard. That's all I've got. That that's awesome. I, we really appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, the whole cast is, and you and everybody's just been so kind to come and speak to us and help us share, you know, a little bit of insight and oh, behind the scenes and learn a little bit more about you guys and share that with the fans. Oh, thank you. The cast is really nice. I mean, we're all like family, and we all like each other. We all get along really, really well. That's... It's one of the easiest shows to work on. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. But it makes it a lot easier to do. It does. No divas. No divas. <laughs> 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 well, except for Bert, but yeah. <laughs> that's great. All right. No, ma'am. Thank you for being on the show with us. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Well, hopefully we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, okay. Sammy. All right. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night, Mick. Good, good night. night, Red. All right. Good, Bye. good night. Well, the, the first one she said was... uh. She said, knock, knock. Who's there? Nobody likes you. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. We're not going to really play any of this just quite yet, just so you know. So. Uh, I didn't think you would. This, this part's pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Okay, now say that again, but without the dirty words. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to steal this show like I did with Tony Ray. Okay. And I'll Welcome to the. Do you want to go ahead and start or what? Do you oh, care if yeah. we call you Tammy? Yeah, I'm been. Well, what else do you want to call me? I don't call me. <laughs> Doctor Klein. Well, my ex-husband <laughs> used to call me Catfish or or Ted, but <laughs> Catfish. Yeah. He... Oh, that sounds terrible. Well, that's one of the reasons he's my ex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll call you that. Okay, good.
<laughs> I have a warm spot in my heart for gingers.